Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Nate. This is the Nate Show podcast. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Be sure to follow along on social media at the Nate Show on Facebook and at that's Nate Cox on Instagram. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play the Nate Show podcast, and she'll start playing it. How about that? So thank you for tuning in. Let's get to it. The Nate Show podcast is back. I hope everyone's had a wonderful holiday season. Uh, a very happy new year to anyone that's listening right now. A lot of new followers and subscribers. I'm very thankful for that. Uh, coming into 2020, um, I always have a weird relationship with what, you know, New Year's resolutions and everything. But if that's something that works for people, then by all means do it. I'll personalize everything you do, whether it's resolutions or what have you. If you know something works for you, continue doing that. Or if you're trying to find something, seek it out, find it, start doing it, just baby steps. And this year, wanted to be organized, not just with the podcast, but with, you know, the live talk shows I've been doing with stand-up events and acting gigs and all that. I want to get all that organized. So on that note, January 11th, Main Street Theater, downtown Johnson City, comedy night. First time in a while that we've had a comedy night at the theater. I'll be hosting. We have four very, very wonderful and funny and talented comedians coming up, so be sure to follow me on you know Facebook, Instagram, and on social media at that's Nate Cox, where you can get details and, and lineups and everything like that. I wanted to start off uh, the podcast this year with someone that I've talked to on the show before, that I've had on both this podcast and on the late night talk show and everything, but it's with someone that uh, I don't know how much if any of this stuff would be going on. Without this person, uh, Mandy Wild is someone that I met a year ago. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, it, you already know the story. Her and I will we'll talk about it briefly, so I'm not going to you know, overdo the intro here. But she's someone that just by happenstance, really, just the, kind of the stars aligned and met her. And she gave me an opportunity to perform uh, for a live audience and doing stand-up comedy for the first time. And... Ever since then, I've, you know, a lot of the stuff that's been happening is as a direct result and as a, sort of a playoff of that. So it's been really fun to get to know her. Uh, this is sort of a typical conversation between her and I. We, we didn't go into this with any sort of real plan or script, which you'll be able to hear at some points. But you know, her and I can just sit and talk forever because we have a lot of uh, things in common just with our mentalities on uh, just different things, be it in the way of comedy or, you know, what people would refer to as nerdy things. We're into a lot of the same things as well. I don't want to belabor the point. I want to get right into the show here. This is the first in a line of interviews I'll be doing with people that I'm close with or that I find to be very talented and interesting and uh, always fun to sit down and talk. So here's my conversation with Mandy Wild. I haven't told you this yet, but you are actually the 2019 the Nate Show Person of the Year. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, this is an honor. You know, I, I don't think anyone that listens, what you know, few there are so far that listen to the podcast, want to hear me talk about how I met you again because I've done it like a million times. Right. But, it's you know, it's a story that's a tale as old as time. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it's one of those funny things that just it can't be planned. It wasn't like I knew any of that was going to happen. I mean, I had a feeling that if I went to the willow tree that day, that something good would happen, but yeah, you know, but I it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, you had no idea it was going to be something like this. i also had no idea that it was going to be something like this. My friend. So the whole reason I was there is because my friend Savannah 
wanted to do stand-up. Yeah. And I hadn't, yeah. Do, I hadn't done stand-up in a while, and I was <clears> like, well, I know how to do stand-up. I don't want you to be alone, and if this is something that you really want to do, then I'll do it too, just so, just so that you can do it, and you can have fun with it. And yeah, and then it turns out you were there, and you were hilarious. Did she perform that night? I don't remember, because all that was a yeah, that blur. Yeah, it was, it's all a blur. She did perform. She performed right before me. It went you. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it went you, okay. and then some other people, and then I think that really racist guy no that was a different time um, <laughs> yeah it was a different that time. was a different time but yeah it went you and then some other people and then savannah and then me right after so because i remember that hillary girl went up she was a teacher i remember her yep and i remember you and i vaguely remember because i'm friends with savannah on facebook yeah, savannah. so I, like i remember now that you mention it but yeah and it was funny too because there weren't a lot of comedians from what i heard that usually did that open mic it was just because it's not an open mic for comedy. No, it's, a, it's a, an open mic for in general, but mostly for like music. Music and spoken word and all that, which I loved the first two times I went and didn't perform. I enjoyed Oh yeah. hearing other people be open and vulnerable. And I thought, well, I mean, if they can do that, then I mean... You yeah, know, exactly. You can do it too. Of. But yeah, all that was, um, it was a major blur. If yeah. I seem distracted, it's because I keep thinking at any point, just like last time, that Elf will come in. Oh, right. Elf's going to go, hello. <laughs> right. She completely took over last time. So That's exactly what Elf does when she enters every single room yeah. she's ever in. She's such a tiny person, and yet she fills up every available the, space. The people listening, we wouldn't even need the microphone if Elf were here. <laughs> you still be able to hear you Elf just hear, it'd be like It'd be a pause in the podcast, but you could just hear it in the distance was just Elf. Oh my gosh, yeah, but that's, you know, and I was just, I went to some of those places today with it being, because we're recording this on New Year's Day, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Willow Tree actually had their birthday party, as they called it, today, so oh, they had like cool. an open mic this afternoon, I didn't end up doing it, but um, it was nice to go by and see a few people that, you know, I remember meeting a year ago, and just how far yeah, things it's, have come since then. It's almost exactly a year. <clears throat> yeah. You got two weeks, because it was really weirdly exactly on my birthday last year. Yeah. Yeah, it was exactly 30 days from performing and doing stand-up the first time, the night that I met you, and then it was like 30 days after that we did that first show yep. at the theater. At the theater, yeah. That was a lot of fun. I really liked doing all the comedy at the theater. They just, uh, I guess the comedy shows just didn't do as well as they had hoped. Not initially. Um, that's something. I don't even know if I've brought it up to you yet, Mm-mm. but like I am kind of trying to reignite that. Oh, In worry. addition to doing the talk shows, I'm also wanting to host like, more, more comedy, comedy nights shows? at the theater. So the 11th, that's what that's going to be now. Oh, word. Okay. The, uh, yeah. I'm going to have TT and a few people from Knoxville come as nice. well. And I'd like to do that once a month if we could, but I wanted to see how this first one went. And, yeah. And see, now yeah. that the theater is a bit more popular. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to separate the two because I think a lot of people have been coming to the talk show thinking that it's a comedy show because I've had basically all comedians on so far. Yeah. So trying to separate the two things. Yeah, but, make them yeah. More, more distinct from each other. But yeah, I really enjoyed that first, especially that first comedy Yeah, night. that first one was really good. It, the, 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 the next couple ones that we did didn't have quite the good crowd for it. It was nah. that... Yeah. It was uh, the... The last one where the entire mm. crowd was there just to see one certain person, it was really obvious. It was really disheartening. I um, I have a lot of anxiety even thinking about that night. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot going on in my personal life anyway that I was dealing with. And then I, w- I was a wreck hosting. Yeah. And then I, was ha- I wasn't I was smart enough to know how to deal with what you just mentioned. 
Same. <laughs> now, I, I mean, I, I heckled the crowd a little bit about it, you know, but it was just like... I was trying to do my comedy and I kept getting distracted because like the audience wasn't not into it and I was just like man because I, I see comedy as having both sides of a hilarious conversation because the way I do comedy is banter so yeah. I got a banter with myself while on stage and the audience has to be thinking the questions that I'm about to answer out loud and it's really hard to do that whenever the audience is just not engaged so like my entire my entire shtick was just like lost I was just drinking bourbon and like talking to my microphone (laughs) there's everything that you just said and on top of that i just wasn't funny that night as a host so that's part of it yeah it just we couldn't get the ball rolling no and then that just left it that just left a bad if the theater decided to never do another comedy show based on that night i would understand oh yeah no same i was just like but luckily january 11th yeah, we'll be doing it again. And I know that like some of my friends in Knoxville have an event that night, too. It's just good to have like a lot of different things going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of different options. I mean, yeah. trying to revitalize the comedy scene in Johnson City is its a bit like trying to just revive a dead body a little bit. Because it's like there's a lot of comedians in town. I know a ton of comedians, yes. but I don't know of a ton of comedy stuff happening in Johnson City. I, I mentioned on, when I was on Daytime a couple months ago that I think there are like a lot of like sleeper agents, mm-hmm. yeah, no, definitely roaming Johnson City, just waiting to be awoken and have a place to go and perform. Not just comedians, but everything, yeah. music and just entertainment, magicians, and all that. Yeah, which February thirteenth, Danny Whitson, magician, sweet uh, comedian, magician from Oak Ridge, he'll be in town. So. I've always wanted to do. That's why He's I started fantastic. trying to learn how to do magic, um, but I'm terrible at magic and I'm yeah. way better at comedy. I'm just good at making like people that I care about disappear. That's <laughs> that, <laughs> that's my magic trick. But and pretty now high I'm success alone. rate on that one, right? A little sleight of hand. Um, so we last time we talked on here, we covered a million different things. I yes, think, and we spent a lot, a lot of, of time because you and I bond over what people call nerdy things. But we talked about Game of Thrones. We talked about. You know, I think we talked mentioned Spider Man and other whole situation there, at the yeah. time. We we weren't sure if he was going to come back to the MCU or not. Yeah, there so was that the was whole trepidation there. Uh, I think we talked Star Trek, Star Wars, all but, that um, stuff. Well, me and Mike have been rewatching Stargate, so right. you know. Also, I've been like I said, I've been rewatching Friends because it was going off of Netflix. Now I have to find a different TV show to watch. Yeah, I don't have a lot of recommendations. <laughs> I don't like. I don't sit and watch much anymore. Like. I feel like I should because like, I enjoy sitting and watching stuff. But I don't mm. ever, yeah. Then actually, I mean, I like to be apprised on pop culture and stuff, but it's like, I don't know, I that thing that happens where like the zeitgeist changes out of your interest yeah. zone. It's definitely happening. So I'm just like, ah, uh, I mean, I don't. Uh, I've tried to watch a few of the movies that were like critically acclaimed for the year, and I was just like not into it. And then yeah. like. There's a lot of really good comedies that are coming out, though. Like, The Good Place. Have you watched The Good Place? I've, I've watched some of, when it was on originally, this season one of season The Good one. Place, but lost track of I'd love to go back and watch it. I know yeah. it's available on Netflix. And Hulu. The, yeah. The newest season's on Hulu, and then the rest of it is Today, on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, now that, that show is crazy smart and super funny, and it... I don't know. It's really good. It's like got the existential comedy. It's got the dark comedy, and then it just has regular comedy. And it's one of the best comedy shows that has come out in like I I don't know a really long time. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine's up there too. Yeah, you with, know, yeah. with comedies That's on one that of my one. Favorites. Brooklyn is hilarious. That one. 
I've seen uh, there's only there's only like ten episodes per season and there's only six seasons so there's only sixty episodes that's the equivalent of watching three seasons of Friends which I can do yeah. in a day you can rewatch all of Brooklyn all at once and I've done it a thousand times but it's still just it still makes me laugh yeah, anything um, <clears throat> excuse me anything Andy Samberg does I'm usually going to be good with yep did you see the episode of Homicide Hunter <laughs> where <laughs> I, I did. Where that guy shot that guy? Oh my god! Oh my god! Actually, I saw a clip of it, and it was the acting in it was immaculate. Oh, like oh the the gosh. villain from that scene, very villainous, believably very villainous. convincing. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. bad guy, mean face, definitely vindictive. Look, yeah, the guy looked very uh, convincing holding that gun. Like it was just you know he, he was very menacing with his Forever Twenty One sweatpants <laughs> on, <laughs> with a yellow stripe down the side. <laughs> That's what villains wear in real life. And Chuck Taylors that blistered the hell out of his feet. You can see I all know this reacting. Yeah, yeah, no. He was personally. telling me about all this. <laughs> know the guy very personally. In most podcasts that I listen to, there is a break in between the conversations, usually multiple times, to advertise some sort of electric razor or, you know, fruit wash or something like that. I don't really have anything like that. I did want to say, though. Uh, while I'm at it, February 13th, February 27th at the Main Street Theater, the Nate Show Late Night and Live, my you know, live late night talk show in the vein of Letterman, Carson, Fallon, that whole thing. Now, as far as this interview with Mandy goes, I think it's going well at this point. Uh, we, As we do all the time when we're talking, we got a little bit distracted, but we were able to sort of bring it back by talking about some of the things that Mandy's working on. So I've been a painter for many, 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 many years, and I've been trying to get more um, like recognition, like kind of locally and just like in general. Yep. Um, and it's kind of hard to break into the art scene because there's like about a thousand uh, artists in town and like a million on the planet. And so every day you see like a brand new photorealistic pencil drawing on the front page of Reddit and all these like crazy talented people yeah. out there. Um, so it's kind of hard to get yourself out there. So um, I kind of have, I didn't invent it, but a lot of people have never seen it, the style of stuff that I do where I take the, I take little tiny bits of paper, they're the paint samples from the hardware store, and um, I cut them up and make like pictures out of them and stuff. So I have started an Instagram that is, um, I totally remember the name of it because I'm super <laughs> professional. So that's, you know. <clears throat> I did see your mural at Yeehaw earlier. Yeah. I was down there earlier eating at a White Duck and always enjoy seeing that. Did you recently add the signature? Has that been there for that's, a while? That's been there for a I mean, while. I've been paying attention. Yeah, I put yeah. it on there whenever I, I uh, signed up. i got to change the Instagram on there from my personal one to my art one, which is Mandy Wild Paintings. Okay, very, yeah. very imaginative, that one. <laughs> um, that, so I made an Instagram specifically just for my paintings, and I also made a Twitch which is called Art in the Wild, um, and it's where I'll be streaming my creative process for anyone who would like to come in and see. It's actually really cool to kind of, like, I, I obviously watch myself do it while I'm doing it, but it's cool to go back and rewatch the videos of it because, I don't know, it's just watching something, like, go from being, like, a just jumbled, big jumble pile of mess to, like, yeah, being an actual yeah. cohesive, like, picture is it's quite a lot of fun. I recently... Um, made that one picture for Rose that was the skeleton. Did you see that one? I don't think you got to see it in real life. I I gave it to them yesterday for them to put in their car and take home. So it's not here to show you, but it's the latest thing that I worked on. 
I haven't gotten. Um, I just started my stream yesterday. Yeah, I was say you just started doing. Just that. started I you doing did a it. Test video. Yeah, and, I did yeah. a test stream, and it all worked out perfectly. So um, I'm actually planning on doing some streaming either later today or maybe tomorrow, sometime. But in this in this week, and trying to do at least a, a picture or at least a stream like a week to try to draw in the crowds a little bit. It's pretty exciting stuff. It I is mean, exciting stuff. You know, it's cool to get your stuff out there like that. That's, I yeah. mean, you know, that's something I've been trying to work on, trying to find different avenues. So it's cool to see you progress and do that and everything. Yeah. Now, I've been trying to be a professional artist for the entirety of my life, and I didn't go to college specifically because going to art school is expensive and pointless yep. and a bunch of other stuff. So I'm really, really trying to make money with it so that whenever I go see my mom and she's like, how's the art business going? And she's not being sarcastic. She can just really ask me like she means it. <laughs> There is a mural that the city of Johnson City is going to be doing on the Wild Wings building, and I'm throwing oh, my name okay. into the ring yeah. for that. I'm hoping that the mural at White Duck and my talent in general will kind of, you know, get me in there. <laughs> I've got to think of a good, like, design for the mural, though. Like, they, I'm coming up with the idea. They're not just telling me what to paint, and then I go in with my talent, like... <laughs> there's, I was going to say, there's another celebrity that has entered <laughs> oh, the room is <laughs> trying to get some microphone time. Cheeseburger. <laughs> don't get don't get cheeseburger started. She'll just go on she all day. She has her own politics. Instagram. She right? does. Yeah. Yes, she does have her own Instagram. <laughs> my little burger, and it's called our daily burgs. B u r g s, uh, as opposed to our daily bread. Give us this day our daily burgs. <laughs> and she's just the cutest thing oh. in the history of time. Burger. You're being obnoxious. Do you want French fry? <laughs> but if I take this French fry. Yeah. Oh, oh, yep. There we go. Do you have, because we, we mentioned earlier, you know, kind of doing comedy and stuff together the first half of last year, mm -hmm. and not so much since, although we worked on other things Yeah, we together. worked on other projects together. Yeah. Um, do you still have any interest at all in doing stand-up? Oh, yeah. Stand -up I love doing stand-up. It's just, after the after everything with the, the theater, and it, how they didn't seem to be very interested in doing comedy shows, I just didn't think that there was, like, yeah. an avenue for it. And I love the Willow Tree. Love going to the Willow Tree. People there do not like laughing. Okay, I'm hilarious, and I fucking know it. Those people are not there to laugh. They're there to feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to choose my words carefully, because I'd still like to work there and do different things at some point. But I, oh, The Willow Tree is um, absolutely wonderful. It's just that the, no, the yeah. open mic atmosphere is definitely for, like, we were talking about spoken word and music, and people are there to, like, yeah, to be to be open yeah. and emotional and stuff like that. And then, like, shifting gears from this beautiful folk song that this man wrote himself on his 16-string guitar to me being like, hey, you ever got laid in an alley somewhere? <laughs> you know, like, that. it, it, yeah, it does not play. It's tough, you know, if... That you get a lot more laughs at a specifically comedy show just because people want to laugh. They yeah. came to laugh. They paid $10. They're going to laugh, and that's how it's going to be, like, in their minds. They're already ready for it. But going to, going to like, a place that's not specifically geared towards being for comedy, it's a little bit harder to work the crowd and a little bit harder to get them in that <laughs> mindset, especially when you only have 10 minutes. Yeah. Because you, you have to work the crowd in the first five minutes and then get all your punchlines out in the last five minutes, and it just doesn't play as well. It's so weird to keep coming back to this that you were there and that that opportunity came because you were there because I had a mindset that like for whatever reason going in I was like this has to go well like if this doesn't go well like I mean I don't know why it just it was weird that 
I didn't even because I didn't know anywhere else that I could go and yeah tell and, and, and do yeah and actually do that kind of thing. Yeah. That was the only place I knew because yeah. Um, Savannah just asked if I knew where she could do comedy. She wasn't asking if I wanted to do it at the Willow Tree specifically, and I knew Willow Tree had a uh, open mics because I had done open mic Willow Tree stuff before. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was the only place that I could even think of to go to do that kind of thing because. Again, there's not really a whole lot of good places for it. They do a lot of comedy shows at the hideaway now, which is cool. And then there's... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then, like, you're getting comedy stuff together at Main Street and stuff. But I'd still like to see more stuff that doesn't have to be in Kingsport or Asheville or Knoxville. There's nothing funny in Kingsport. No, other than the fact that it's Kingsport. I'll half-heartedly apologize to the city of Kingsport on behalf of that one-liner. I do happen to share that opinion that she just uh, <laughs> that she just gave. But um, speaking of Kingsport, I once over the past summer at uh, Gypsy Circus, which is a wonderful place. I've done comedy shows there and everything. Uh, we did a Game of Thrones roast where we had, you had all the different characters on stage, and I was dressed up as Spider-Man because you know why not? And we did the whole roast and everything. And so as a seamless transition. You know, the last time that Mandy and I sat down and talked on the podcast, we spent a great deal of time talking about her love uh, of Game of Thrones and what she thought of the final season. So we're kind of picking up that conversation kind of where we left it off right here. So so I will never get over how season eight of Game of Thrones ended. Yeah, I was about to ask. <laughs> we're, you know, however, what, six months or so removed from the last time we talked about it. But... I was, I was curious if it was still fresh and painful it, it, in your heart. It is. It is. It's still fresh and painful. So I have, like, I have a ton of Game of Thrones pops and, like, merch and stuff like that. And now whenever I go out into the public and I see Game of Thrones merch that I originally, beforehand, would have thought was badass and totally wanted, I'm just like, who cares? Yeah. Why would I care? Like, they obviously didn't care. Why would I care, you know? And then they're coming out with those prequel series, and I'm like, if I know how it ends, and it ends very badly, yeah, why do I, I care? Can you even still go back and watch Game of Thrones, or are you just angry if it's just, even, like, yeah, mentioned? No, nah, I mean, mentioned, I can, now six months removed, I can deal with it being mentioned, but I still haven't gone back to watch any of it, because it's just like watching, watching the first little bit that was so good, it just yeah. reminds me of the last season, and then, like... It's not even so much that the season was bad. It's, you could tell in all the interviews with the people who made it, and you could tell, like, not the, not the actors. The actors did a great job. But you could tell in the interviews with the directors and all that other stuff that they just didn't care. They didn't care if the show was good. They didn't care if it ended well. They didn't care if we liked it. They didn't care any of that stuff. Like, they really didn't care. And it just, after, after putting like thousands of hours and thousands of dollars and like all of my time in the past decade towards like Game of Thrones just to have the people who I helped make rich and I helped make famous they just spit in our face like that it's just like oh okay well why did I care this entire time like if you didn't care why did yeah. I care and it was just super insulting because they were like assume that all their fans were idiots and would just buy it and eat it up. And it's just like, no, one-eighth of your fan base is idiots that will just eat it up. You like, know, the rest of us are pissed off. From what I gather, because you know I'm not like a, you know, like a tried-and-true fan of the show. Yeah, you're not like super fan. Most people generally are disappointed with finales just because it's hard to wrap something up that so many people care about. Yeah. And because everyone, if you have three million people watch it, 
just as a number, you have three million different people with their own endings and how it should play out. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like, like you mentioned, there was just a negligence for the entire final season. It wasn't mm-hmm. just the final episode. Well, that was a weird way to end. Like the whole season was yeah. just. It seemed like the whole season. See, I have no problem with any of the events that transpired in the season. Daenerys going insane, Bran becoming king, all of this stuff. I don't really have a problem with that happening. How it happened, and how ham-fistedly, like, I wrote better screenplays in high school for my creative writing class than what they showed on TV. And it's like, really? You guys thought that was acceptable? HBO is a billion-dollar company. You guys are being paid billions of dollars <laughs> to make this. thought this was a good idea? Yeah, who, yeah, you guys really, you wrote this, had them act it out, directed it, edited it, watched it before you put it on TV and thought, yes, put that out and show it. Really? Really? We have better quality control on freaking tacos down at the shop. Like, I mean, a lot of people laughed at the the coffee cup being on the table. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's just kind of like a perfect... Yeah, it's a perfect metaphor. Snapshot of... <laughs> like, they, they didn't care so much that they didn't even bother to edit out the cup. Or to make sure the cup wasn't there. peppermint mocha off the table. <laughs> right? Is there anything else coming out in the near future that... Whether it be movies, TV shows, anything that... Isn't Picard starting? Picard starting yeah. next next. I think it's February. Picard's okay, coming yeah. out. I'm very excited because this is the first thing for Star Trek that's going to come out that is not a prequel. Right. Since Voyager ended, Voyager was like four movies and two season, uh, two series ago. Yeah. Because um, it was Voyager, and then it went to Enterprise, and Enterprise was a prequel. Took us all the way back to before Kirk. And then the next thing to come out was all the movies that were Kirk. And then the next thing to come out is Discovery, which takes place in between Enterprise and Kirk. Still pre-Kirk. Now, there's like a thousand things that happened after Captain Kirk was alive and then died. And they're finally going to go there. Because I've been saying that the people who do Star Trek are such cowards. Stop showing me the past of the future. Start showing me the future of the future. That's the whole point of Star Trek. The utopic future of humanity going forwards in the future and exploring the galaxy. Like, I've watched it. Okay, if you have watched Star Trek, if you've seen every episode of Star Trek that's come out from the original series up to Voyager, you know everything that's ever happened. I could explain to you everything that's ever happened in the history of the Federation just by having watched those series of Star Trek and the movies. You got the original series and Next Generation movies. But before they started coming out with prequels, they had already explained everything. The history of the Federation, First Contact, how warp drives work, the Romulan War, Klingons, everything, blah, 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 blah. It had already all been explained. So whenever they went back to do prequels, I was like, why? I already, you're not yeah. revealing any new information. Also, any new information you, re- you reveal, it's not how prequels work. You can't just go back in time and be like, oh yeah, by the way, there was a five-year war right here in the middle of all this stuff happening that we never talk about ever again. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I was on the Deadbeat Radio podcast with a Lance Adams, who's a massive Star Wars fan. And this was before the movie, the newest movie, right? The Skywalker came out, and so I gave my predictions, and we talked about it or whatever. You and I have both seen it. Yeah. I've not yet talked about it in any other format until now. So what was your opinion, not just of the movie, but the entire franchise and how it, quote-unquote, ended, even though we know there will be more? There will definitely be more. But I thought that Nine was a very good sequel to Seven. Yes. <laughs> I also think that the first half of Nine was Eight. 
And the second half of Nine was a full movie in someone's imagination. And what actually we got with Eight had nothing to do with anything ever in the history of all Star Wars in any way. Because right. they spent the first half of Nine... I think Burger has opinions on the movie that oh yeah no shared yet she want, she really wants everyone to know how she feels about Kylo Ren, but they spent the first half of nine retconning eight. Whenever Kylo Ren was like, "Now when I said your parents were no one, that was a clever play yeah. on words." I also don't remember the Emperor getting in contact with Kylo Ren at the end of the last movie. I don't remember that. Maybe that's just my personal failing? No, I don't think... No. They didn't show it, though. They just sort of would like, yep, and this happened. I mean, this thing is the reason that... By the way, I guess there are spoilers in here. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It stands to reason Palpatine would have been out, you know, smashing in the universe and having kids, but it's never really mentioned until now. No, never mentioned. Also... It was never mentioned that Leia, like, trained to be a Jedi? Or had the Force or yeah. that? You're more up on the books yeah. and stuff. Like, I don't know much about it. I've seen that certain things are explained in the books. that. Well, having read... I've read a lot of the extended universe books. I've played the games. Like, I've played a lot of the Star Wars games. I've played the Star Wars tabletop game, which is just a ton of lore involved and stuff. So, watching the movie... With all of this background lore, I was like, okay, I can see this part and I can fill it in because this yeah. right here happened in these three books, I understand that. And then this over here, that makes a lot of sense because it's an allegory to this character and blah, blah, blah. Like, I could fill in all the gaps very easily with all of the, like, extended universe knowledge that I have. Yeah. But they also said that they had retconned the extended universe and that the extended universe wasn't canon anymore. And if you don't have all of the extended universe knowledge to like fill in the gaps that they say aren't there, then what the hell are you watching? Yeah. So this is the last time that I'll interrupt the show, but I wanted to... Uh, I thought it was funny listening back to this. Uh, there's several things that I cut out, which is me rambling about Marvel movies and X-Men and that sort of thing. Uh, that's just, you know... I. You know, I mentioned. I think we've mentioned in this podcast already that we tend to get distracted and just ramble a lot. Uh, myself, I'm speaking for myself there. Um, but I thought what was funny is this transition would have made no sense where we go from talking about Star Wars to hey, you know, what's on the agenda for 2020? It was very jarring. So maybe I'm over explaining. Actually, I know I'm over explaining it. But um, you know, listening to it back, it was it's made me crack up like five different times when I just keep listening to it as I cut it together. Um, so as we start to wrap up here, here's a couple of the things that Mandy and I are working on uh, this upcoming year. So what are your goals for 2020? Uh, goals for 2020, I, I'd really want to, um, and we'll get Burger's goals here in a second too. I um, <laughs> I really want to grow the show, this one and the talk show, and have them be kind of symbiotic and mm-hmm. work within each other. Um, I'll continue to do acting, but as far as like stand-up goes, I'll be more hosting shows than actually you know, writing a lot of jokes and doing all that. I still enjoy writing and coming up with things that are funny. I've even got an idea now for like, what if (laughs) it's a weird premise to go all in on, but uh, if Jimmy Stewart were still alive, like what kind of movies, what kind of projects he'd be doing like Mm -hmm. in Hollywood. Like I I had him cast in like the 50 shades series. It's just stuff like that. So, um, so I like coming up with premises like that, but I'm more, um, 
just in the creative mode of building a you know the late night talk show and then having it be like I said a, a good partner of of said, this show so nice. yeah and Very then have that grow and make money doing it as well. It'll be fun. I think 2020 is going to be, a, you know, a lot of groundwork and foundation was laid in 2019, and I wasn't even operating at a very high level, so if I'll actually focus and do that, I think yeah, 2020 yeah, is going to be really good. But what about you? Uh, my goals for 2020, I want to travel to more art shows and conventions around the state and sell my stuff and grow my stream and get some fans and try to make some money off this Flipping, flipping yes. thing is the goal. It's exciting. Burger, other than cultivating mass, what is your What's your goal for goal? 2020? <laughs> very interesting, yeah, that's, Burger. Uh, I think, very good. I really think you're going to be able to accomplish it. Yeah. I'm really excited Wide, for you. Very wise words, Burger. As you rest on the table. You're <laughs> yes. very pleased with what you had to say. <laughs> Very well spoken. Yes, very articulate. Um, it's been uh, it's been fun talking to you. It's always fun talking to you. And yep. you know, twenty nineteen Nate Show Person of the Year. I got to get a trophy made for oh that. Oh my god! Maybe yeah. I just make a pop out of it. Oh whatever, my gosh! Like, make a little pop out. Yeah. Just take one and spray paint it gold. Yeah, I'm still. That's the best Christmas present I got. By the way, was you giving me my own personal pop? Your so. own personal the Nate pop. Um, but I'll make sure. Where can everybody uh, find you on social media again? I have my Instagram is Mandy Wild Paintings. Yes. <laughs> also on my Twitch stream, while wait art, art in the wild. Art right in the wild. I see if I, yeah, see, I remember. You got it. Yeah. I, I debated on having it being Wild at Art or Art in the Wild. I yeah. went with Art in the Wild. And cool. that's yeah, those two places. And I will be posting new videos, new artwork, and streaming new creations weekly. I'll make sure I share some of those links whenever I post this. This will probably go up actually tomorrow. Sweet. So it'll be Thursday, uh, January 2nd. But it's been wonderful taking another walk on the wild side. And uh, I'm sure we'll probably get together and work on some stuff here soon. Yeah. Say goodbye to the listeners, Burger. <laughs> Okay, now she's quiet, of course. <laughs>